Welcome to White Shores, the podcast for spiritual beings having a human experience. Let me invite you to walk once more beside me on White Shores to talk about the real meaning of life and the true power of what is unseen. Let's discuss dreams, intuition, manifesting, as above, so below, angels, afterlife, the science of consciousness, and other infinite possibilities within and all around you. I hope every episode informs, inspires, and illuminates. So, now the scene is set, allow the grey rain curtain of this world to roll back and all to turn to silver glass. Let's walk barefoot together on the gentle, glistening sands of white shores to see what mystery lies beyond the material. Thank you for arriving safely on White Shores, a far green country under a swift sunrise. My remarkable guest today, walking beside us today on White Shores, is a lady called Shelley F. Knight. She's a former nurse and hypnotherapist, but now she's an author, and her latest book is called Good Grief, the A to Z approach of modern day grief healing. Um, And I'm thrilled she's here today because I've actually been in touch with Shelley via email in a virtual way for a long time now. And um, she's someone who I immediately sensed just was like a light, um, a ray of hope. And uh, she writes beautifully and she just gets it and has such comforting and healing advice to offer people. So I'm thrilled that we finally connected today. Hello, Shelley. Hello, beautiful soul. Hello. Oh, that's so nice. Oh, what a kind thing to say. But right, for people who, I know you have your followers um, and you're, you're quite a prolific writer, actually, and, and, and speaker in, in all this area of grief and spiritual awakening and healing. But for those of, of people listening who don't know who Shelley F. Knight is, please, could you, I mean, just share your story, you know, who you are, what drew you to this work, your 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 journey, as I say, to becoming an author and writing about grief? Yes, it's been quite a long journey, which means that really I'm quite old, if I'm honest. But I started... (laughs) I thought I'd be honest about it. (laughs) You're just just a number, Shelley. What are you talking about? But yeah, my background is very, very clinical. So I did nursery nursing, then adult nursing, and that's been like 30 years of my life. But as I started to experience loss, like my grandparents, my beautiful stepdad, my own infertility, I changed so much as a person. And I started to, you know, tap into that. There's more than the physical body and we are never alone and all those beautiful tools that saved me. And so slowly over time, I've left nursing and become an author. So I've written Positive Changes, a self-kick book. Then I launched Positive Changes, a self-kick podcast. Then we did Good Grief, the A to Z approach of modern day grief healing. And I'm basically very feisty about no matter how hard life gets, just know that you're worth more than that current moment and just keep going forward. So I was very clinical for many, many years, but now it is, I'm all about finding a daily routine that works for you, connecting with mother nature, just what my family call hocus pocus, but what I call life. 
funny how a lot of people who work in this area, it's a running theme and it's, it's, it's in my life as well, that they're partners and family. It's like they roll their eyes. But yeah. They're kind of intrigued and they can see how it lights us up. But that it is a, it is a source of amusement to them sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Like they'd be rolling their eyes, and I'd be rolling my third eye. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, I love that. It's in, but I think we need that for balance. Otherwise, we'd be too up there, wouldn't we? And too 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 far out. Oh yeah. And I think good to have people to ground us and say well this is all very good but how can it practically help which is one of the reasons I wanted you on this season of White Shores which I a season I'm so excited about with the amazing guests of Line Up is because you are one of these people firmly have one foot on the practical solid earth um, with your background in nursing and your, you know, all that you've done there, but you also have your other foot in spirit and you're able to combine these two in a, in a beautifully holistic way. So that, that's why I love what you do um, because there is this grounding in practicality. Well, this is all very good, but how's it going to help me right now in the present moment? Yeah, so, absolutely. Because I think think like I probably go to work on the back of a unicorn and I don't I do drive and it is getting that balance because when you say spirituality they're like oh you're one of those but to me spirituality is just finding a daily routine that works for me I mean spirituality has almost become like you know uh, I, I'm, I prefer mystic uh, modern mystics that's what I think we are we're kind of people who see beyond the material I do kind of try and avoid it almost like saying I'm a spiritual person because it, it comes across you they put you in this basket don't they in this category um which is not at all because I think some of the most um common sense people I know are deeply spiritual um but anyway I'm on my hobby horse here but we, <laughs> we live in we live in covid times of course we still haven't recovered from this huge hit that the earth has taken where death bereavement grief loss pain trauma has become part of our everyday dialogue now in a way it wasn't pre-2020 have you noticed more people getting in touch with you messaging you wanting to know the meaning of life really or, or how to deal with with bereavement and grief and loss yes absolutely and Obviously, I didn't think of a certain you know, launch date for Good Grief, the book, but it came down to synchronicity. There's so many synchronicities behind it. And it did come out as we're sort of emerging from this pandemic. And my whole feistiness around Good Grief, the HZ approach of modern day grief healing, is to change people's mindset about the word grief. Because yes. Grief, people think, oh, like, even one of my friends, I said, oh, the book's out now. And she's like, oh, that's lovely, but no one's died, so I don't need it. And I was like, yes, you do. <laughs> because I'd explain grief as the loss of anything with which we have an emotional connection. So during the yeah. pandemic, it would have been your job, your daily routine, certain amount of finances, a relationship might have broken down. So, you know, anything we lose triggers a grief response. It's not like death of a loved one or death of an unloved one even. It's just loss of something, you know, like loss of health, finances, relationships, dreams even, or control because we, there were so many rules about what we could and couldn't do. So, yeah, people have been reaching out because I'm just sort of like <laughs> taking on the world, thinking grief is more than just death. You know, it's the losses it's we have way, along the way. It's a way of life as well, isn't it? Because our, our, our world has changed. And I think I know myself that 
the last couple of years have changed me. I mean, every every year changes you. You're, we're never the same, are we? But it's been fast forwarded, hasn't it? Our, our, uh, all of us really, because our lives have been thrown up in the air and everything we thought was secure and solid isn't. And people have come face to face with 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 death as never before, really. You know, it's almost like commonplace now. You look and say they do the death rota, don't they, from COVID? It's become so every day now, hasn't it? Yeah, it's um, been such a contrast. I mean, we've never spoken about death. I mean, that's not true. In my family, we did. That was my whole upbringing. Like, you know, so and so has died. The body's in the lounge. Yeah. You know, that was my kind of upbringing yeah. but we didn't speak about death but now you can't because it has become very much part of life which is what it was all along but we didn't have this kind of global awakening I know as I always say in, in my books I mean I think our, our lives are topped and tailed by these two miracles the miracle of birth which we celebrate but and death in a way is a miracle and I I like the work that you're doing to try and you know with death to get people to see it more as a part of the miracle of life um, and something not to be so feared, but to be kind of like it is part of life, isn't it? Um, you know, the circle of life. Gosh, I'm quoting Disney movies, but you know what I'm trying <laughs> to say here: to 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 take a, to get the conversation going about death more and how to cope with it, because we're all going to have to face it. You know, it's something that unites us all. It's going to hit us all, even though we feel invincible, we're not. Um, and you're part of normalising that conversation. So thank you. Do you think that bereavement is a spiritual awakening? Yeah, I do. I mean, bereavement is different to grief because bereavement is like the loss of a loved one. So that is death. So bereavement to me, I think here in the UK, the problem we have is that we have this mentality where you say, oh, that's it, you grieve for the rest of your life, you never get over it, time doesn't heal and all that kind of thing. But actually once a nurse, always a nurse, clinical research shows us that from death, those of us that are left behind, there's such potential for growth, you know, and it is an awakening. And when you have that void in your life, you know, it does feel like rock bottom, but then the only way is up. And it is learning those tiny but mighty steps of creating a new life because that kind of old life and that assumption that's how it's going to be has gone. So I think as you said earlier, it's beautiful, like birth and death are miracles. And it is because whilst it hurts when we lose someone to death, there's a new beginning for us. We know that, you know, our time is limited. We know life is precious. Nothing is guaranteed. And so I'd love for people to just try and go all on in and find a new way forward. So if someone's listening and they have recently lost a loved one, and if if you have, my heart goes out to you, it's it's the hardest, hardest thing. Because in some ways, the person who's gone, they're at peace, aren't they, wherever yeah. they've gone. It's the people that left behind. It's harder, isn't it, Yeah. to, to deal with. Um, so um, how, what, what, what piece of advice could you give people who are listening, apart from reading your book, of course, um, which would help? <laughs> But I mean, you know, what what could you could you say? Because sometimes, you know, hearing something from hearing advice from someone who who doesn't know you can sometimes be very healing. Because often, when we're in the depths of despair, people around us try to give us advice or help, but we don't hear it. Yeah. And sometimes it can be strangers or a podcast like this that can actually someone can say something that could really help them. Yeah, I think. No, I know 
that we tend to push our feelings down sort of like oh stiff upper lip don't cry and people say things which I know I know they try and say the right thing but they say the most hideous things like they're in a better place and you think well I want them in this place that place is rubbish you know and all I would say is allow yourself to grieve like seriously just don't hold in those emotions absolutely let it go if you want to laugh cry snot scream please do it because it's like putting on a sticky plaster you know and pushing something down it's just going to fester and come up in another point in your life I truly believe that when we go through something physically and emotionally it affects the body like the body remembers yes and there was a strange thing that happened in my life which seems totally unrelated at the time but I've had a huge amount of uh, miscarriages. My husband and I have. I'm so sorry. Yeah, we've had like seven that we know of complete in our family. And yes. bizarrely, we went to buy a dog. Once our family was completed, we bought a home. We went to buy a dog, well, a puppy to be precise. And we was all going to put down the deposit and things like that. And the man said, like, we'll get home, we'll pay the deposit. And we phoned him. And in that time, he sold the puppy to someone else. Oh, (laughs) which doesn't sound very interesting in isolation, but it brought up all of these emotions I'd pushed down about expecting to have a take home baby, expecting to have a take home puppy didn't come to fruition. So all of that infertility journey of not dealing with my emotions, the grief of life's lost, I hadn't dealt with it. And it was something that seemed unrelated about taking a puppy home and the floodgates opened. And so looking back, I would tell my younger self that don't deny yourself how you're feeling. Do not go along with people's guidelines. Like, well, it's been three months. It's been three decades. You know, you shouldn't be moving on. You shouldn't be smiling. It's rubbish. You know yourself best. And so, you know, if you want to change your hairdo, move house, you know, go for a new job. Brilliant. If you want to cry, scream, take three months out of life. Brilliant. But just make sure you're taking like, I say 10 minutes a day of just sitting with your grief and allowing stuff to come up, whatever that is for you. Don't push it down. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And I'm I'm interested, actually, Shelley, in you. Do you you believe in an afterlife with all, all the work that you've done? Yeah. And I mention it in the book, Good Grief, because... I did past life regression when I sort of took a career break from nursing before returning. I did past life regression and I could just evidence it, you know, that obviously I've died in a past life, but I'm here today in this incarnation. And I truly do believe because I've seen that I've visited it there and I believe we come down here for life lessons. If we don't quite get that life lesson, guess what? You're going to do it again in the next incarnation, (laughs) you know. So I believe we're just here learning kind of there's a sense of forgetting why we're here and then we learn it but yeah I believe we all just evolve and that's another thing with the grief like when my beautiful stepdad died it was so painful such a void in my life but I know he's now gone and evolved in his own soul group and he's recently reincarnated and things like that so I truly believe in the afterlife we're more than this life which I think is a good thing because I think if you look back you think oh my god I did this I did that you think it's all right just try again next time <laughs> <laughs> oh oh absolutely can you give a, a personal example of your connection with an afterlife you briefly mentioned it just now yeah so my immediate past life so I call it my life between life the one before this 
I was a young American boy called Daniel and I'd signed up because I believe we choose life lessons before we come down and I'd signed up to be a real thought leader in something scientific like real amazing discoveries but I was just really enjoying life and so I just started like smoking and drinking with my mates quite interested in girls you know just having a really lovely average life And then I died quite suddenly around the age of 28 of throat cancer. And when I went to review that life, I was like, why did you bring me back? You know, I was loving it. And it's like, it's not what you signed up for. So you're going back. And this time you have to be a real thought leader, really help people, really make people aware that it's more than that incarnation. You're more than the physical body and always strive to learn. And I'm addicted to learning. You know, yes, I do teaching now. There wasn't many, many decades where I was always the student, never the teacher. But when I was in the life between life, they showed me this chart of what I'd signed up to as Daniel in America. And every year I should have achieved something. They showed it through marbles, like a big row of marbles. And my row of marbles was depleting. I was getting more and more complacent about life, more interested in beer and girls and cigarettes. And my life was dwindling away from what I'd signed up to do. So even now, sitting here in my office talking to you, I've got a jar of marbles. So when I start to think like, oh, I can't be bothered to make that course or write the third book, I look at the jar of marbles to think, you're here for a reason. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. So can we please go on back to to the overarching theme of grief, which your book is? I know you, you touch on bereavement and afterlife can you talk about I mean you you have worked with people dealing with grief in your job as a former nurse and as hypnotherapist can you talk about the grief journey and what people can expect how long it lasts um and and just any advice you can give along the way I'd really appreciate it yeah absolutely so when I did my nursing degree it was very much about Elizabeth Kubler-Ross the five stages of grief um anyone that's listening that's not a true story. <laughs> um, <laughs> absolutely love Kubler-Ross in her work. You might be one of the rare ones that goes through, you know, the denial, acceptance, bargaining, depression, yeah. you know, and all that. But it's very rare. And in Good Grief, the A to Z approach of modern day grief healing, I say that your grief is unique as your fingerprint. So there is no time frame. There are no five stages. It's more like a dropped bowl of spaghetti where you sort of like will often feel you take two steps forward, five steps back. It's, it's just not, there's no time frame. So and when people are giving you advice on grief, it's based purely on their coping strategies, their experience. And so it doesn't fit with you. So as I said earlier, when you're grieving, grieve how the hell you want to. I would always yes. encourage people to search for the positive because it genuinely pains me when I used to see people and even now who haven't moved on the loved ones died and they're reincarnated or they're up there observing life and you're down here you know sort of just wrapped up in pain and your life has died it genuinely pains me you're so much more than that chapter of your life and I know it hurts I know I know I know 
But yeah, I just want people just to, as I said, 10 minutes a day, just tap into your grief. 10 minutes a day, try new food, step out in mother nature, do a meditation, oracle card reading, anything. So there is no time frame. There is no right way. It's so complex. You know, there's like, so when I looked at writing the book, Good Grief, I was like, how am I going to squeeze this into one book? Because there's over 100 signs and symptoms of grief. You know, there's like the physical, mental, emotional, social, behavioral, spiritual. But, you know, you are more than this chapter. There is more than five stages of grief. So to answer your question, I can't answer your question. There's not a process to grief, you know, and some people will have absent grief that they just don't feel they need to grieve or they're not aware of their loss. Other people have complex grief, you know, so it's complex. I mean, I nursed, did my nursing degree in 2001 to 20 years ago. And there were three types of grief. It was the easiest lecture ever. It was just sort of like normal grief, absent grief or delayed. So you was either crying, not crying, or you would in the future. But there's like 17 types of different grief. You know, and so there is no set way. There's different types of grief with their complexity, how long they last, when you need intervention. But no, there's there's not no, a tick box I could tell you to help other than please grieve. Make yourself really aware of your loss. Yeah. Has that helped you personally? What's your I mean, you must have been touched by bereavement in your life. What has helped you the most? I think the element of nostalgia has helped me like being grateful for that, that they were in my life. Like my beautiful stepdad, he came in for, you know, like 13 years of my life. Beautiful. My auntie was just this gorgeous person. My grandparents, you know, even my pregnancies that I lost, I suppose there was a glimmer of hope that I could fall pregnant. So I think always search for the blessing and always search for the lesson in anything you go through for me the clinical didn't help um but again if that's what you're drawn to please go for it but for me you wouldn't guess would you because I'm gonna say talking therapies didn't work for me and I haven't stopped talking but (laughs) (laughs) but I don't like to talk clinically because what I mean by that like my stepdad anyone that knew him he was just hilarious gorgeous cuddly the epitome of how a father should be and when I was going to talk in therapies it just felt cold for me this is my journey but it felt cold for me that I was having to tell this therapist all about my dad they didn't know him they didn't really know me because I'd just been booked in for this appointment And it just didn't light me up. But what did light me up, bizarrely, was going to a medium. And it sounds wonky-donky from the outside looking in. But for me, when I went to a medium, they gave me evidence of what my dad was like. Like, I've got your dad here. He passed suddenly. He showed me his chest area. He's laughing because your baby son's just done this. He's giving me a memory link, you know. And that helped me, spirituality. So that's what I'm saying. Be open to everything, not things that are in your life now, but more, you know, slightly biased because I've got a book on it. But in good grief, there's hundreds of tools. And it's like, just try them all. It'll take 10 minutes of your time, you know, 
art therapy, watching a weepy film, reading a book, getting outside, lighting a candle, screaming into a pillow, rearranging your house, you know, but don't get stuck in your grief, you know, find what works for you, spiritual, clinical or otherwise. What do you suggest about visiting a medium as a part of the healing process? I'd love your, your thoughts on that. I was kind of um, not dragged along. That sounds a bit drastic. <laughs> Sent along by my mum. And um, I had no idea what they even were. I just thought it was a dress size, you know, a medium. I had no idea whatsoever. But I think because I was kind of not in a mindset that, oh, go and prove yourself. I think I was so empty from yeah. the grief but I think because I had no expectations that opened me up to the beautiful opportunity that unfolded I think when we're close to things and you expect things you're missing yes. out on things where I was really open thinking okay I've got no idea how this is going to go and it was beautiful truly truly beautiful oh so you you are kind of like you would suggest it well, I had a really good medium, one that my mum had gone to many, many times. Um, and it wasn't a psychic medium who reads your energy as you sit before them. This was a mediumship medium who are known for connecting with different dimensions. So she has a really good reputation even to this day. She wasn't the cheapest. <laughs> um, but yeah. it's yeah, not just sort of like doing a Facebook search or my mate's mum does it kind of thing. You know, this was somebody that's been doing it for years and she was more than a psychic about my energy, which would have been quite dark, I'm sure, at the time. This was actually someone that, you know, that clairvoyant medium who connects to other dimensions. But, yeah, do your research because I'd hate for anyone to go to someone that wasn't reputable and they have more damage than good. Oh, thank you for that sound advice. Um, um, it's just really interesting to hear your perspective on that. And it's, it's, it's kind of in line with mine. Yes, if it can help. Yeah. But you have to get do your research and make sure through word of mouth or endorsement or, you know, accreditation of some sort that you, you visit someone who has a code of conduct and ethics. Um, so thank you. Thank you for that. So please tell us about how long it took you to write this book. Um, <laughs> tell us about the book and why people should read it. Now, I don't want any potential writers or authors out there to hate me, but it really didn't take me very long to write. <laughs> hate you. <laughs> please don't judge me. Um, if it helps with a sense of balance, my first book, Positive Changes, a self-kick book, took about four and a half years to severe imposter syndrome you know procrastination which is slightly ironic because in it it says like don't procrastinate in life but with good grief the ages that approach of modern day grief healing I started it in lockdown as a sort of like outlet and from starting it to actually ending up with the wonderful John Hunt publishing you know landing a deal with them was nine months from start to finish okay Okay. That's not the average bear when it comes to writing a book, though. So please, you know, <laughs> if, you, if you're like my first book and you're still at four years, keep going. You've got this. <laughs> <laughs> what do you hope readers will take away from it? I think they'll be surprised. If I think about the reviews it's had, it's been really beautiful. And it says it doesn't matter what your beliefs are because I come from a place of like this multifaceted approach that I'm not of any set religion, but I've gone from the clinical to the spiritual without judgment. So I think that will help people. There's loads of tools that 
I've come across when I was trying to help people in my nursing that I've tried myself when I was miscarrying. So I think, well, I don't know how many tools there are. So I should imagine between 30 to 100. But, you know, I think they might think, oh, that's interesting. But someone wrote a really beautiful review to say that if you're going through grief, start at the back where the tools are. If you're just feeling stuck in life, start at the beginning because it takes you on a journey where I do talk about when you're birthed into this world, we're born into a name that we didn't choose (laughs) and you always keep searching for who you are and who you want to be known as for the first three decades of your life kind of thing. So it's a real mixed bag, really. It talks about birth, life, dying, death, life, afterlife, and then loads of tools. And so it's just like a companion for life as much as death which I love because I don't think they should really be seen as separate. Absolutely. What a beautiful, beautiful way of putting it. Thank you, Shelley. And and so what's coming up for you now, uh, writing-wise? I mean, I mean uh, you've just finished a tour de force, and it quite literally is. I highly recommend it, whether you're currently being touched by bereavement or not. As Shelley said, it's about grief and grief touches our lives in different ways through relationships through career through health through the end of one stage to another even something like your children leaving home that's that's something you grieve because it's a stage of life you're leaving behind and if you want coping tools and techniques and insights from an expert as I said who's worked as a nurse as well as a a hypnotherapist and, and knows her stuff you you can't you couldn't get a better guide to that process. But what what's ahead for you now, um, Shelley? Obviously, you're going to spread the word about this book. But are you thinking of another title? Are you, <laughs> you know, thinking of the next project? Yeah. So I'm actually drawing the podcast to a close. That's been running and winning awards. But no. that's coming. Yeah. So I know my ego is going. Carry on. Carry on. And my soul is going. <laughs> no, don't is, bring it to a close. Yeah. I'm, Tell us about your podcast, the title, so I can point people to that as well. So it's Positive Changes, a self-kick podcast. And it came about from the first book, Positive Changes, a self-kick book. And it started off a bit like Jack and Ori. That's that's me showing my age, where people used to sit with a book and share it. So it's a solo show. And I would share about self-love, your authentic self, forgiveness, you know, speaking your truth, all things like that. And it was only a few weeks into the show when people were sort of going, Shelley, I love your show, but I've been on a mental health journey of my own, but use different tools. Could I come and share? And I'm quite a polite girl, really. So I thought, yeah, go on then. And (laughs) I did six six episodes as a solo show. Thought I'll do six as a guest show. And then, you know, I'll go back to me in my Jack and Ori corner. But actually, it's run for three seasons. It's about 80 episodes. It won two awards. And it's a weekly show where people come on, males and females, and just really authentically share how they've come from, you know, these voids, these rock bottoms that we spoke of, all these losses we've had in life, and how they've come back. And it's just the most gorgeous and privileged job in the world you know it's about overcoming addiction near-death experience childhood trauma eating disorders infertility loss of loved ones it's been a beautiful beautiful journey and whilst the ego is saying like keep on going my soul's just like I just feel I need to rest ready for the next chapter 
I, I understand, but that sounds wonderful. So go and play. I love with um, White Shores to be able to point people to other wonderful universes and, and things to explore so that every episode they go away, listeners go away and can, can seek out new inspiration elsewhere. And that podcast sounds just what we need to hear today in the world the way the world is just as your book is is so highly highly relevant I hope you don't stop I hope you do more podcasting and more writing I know you need a rest right now but (laughs) I know that you I'm sure that you will come back and do a lot more yeah I hope so I've already got my idea for my third book that's gonna be I knew it I I know um so my third book is very much like my first book and it's like a a humorous self-help so obviously positive changes a self-kick book it's like self-help with it but so it's going to be like a spiritual self-kick book um and that could take anywhere between nine months and four years as I've previously learned But I think humour is the missing ingredient in a lot of spiritual and personal growth areas. So good on you for for sensing that and bring it in. As I always say, I think comedians are the best uh, gurus sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) We all need to laugh, you know, and take ourselves a little bit less seriously. So thank you, Shelley Knight. I love your name as well. It's so, I think of Knights of the Round Table and everything. It's just just glorious. But can you please... (laughs) For people listening who don't know about you and want to find out about your podcast, about how to contact you, about how to order Good Grief, can you please give a a portal, a way for them to connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a website and that's just ShellyFKnight.com. And then I'm ShellyFKnight on all social media. So that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. And then the podcast, Positive Changes Self-Kick podcast is out there for now on all leading platforms and YouTube. Good grief. Oh, you'll keep it up there. You won't take it down. No, it's, it's going to stay there in an icebox, my husband tells me it's called. You keep it in an icebox so I don't edit it, but it'll be sitting there out somewhere in the ether. Just let it float around. And that's the beauty of podcasts. They can float around, can't they? And you never know where they end up or what they lead to. It's beautiful. Yeah. I hope you don't take it down. Oh, it'll be out there somewhere. <laughs> We all need a spiritual self-kick. We all really do <laughs> from Shelley. Um, so thank you so much, Shelley. And before you go, my three fun questions, rapid ones. The first one, your thoughts on dreaming. Um, I write a lot about dreams, especially today with the a lockdown dream phenomenon and being asked by the media so much about dream decoding. What are your thoughts on dreams and their, their function in our lives? Nighttime dreams I'm talking about. See, I I love dreams. And many years ago in my career gap from nursing, I studied dream therapy. And so even now, like decades later, I absolutely love dreams. I really think we need to tap into that. I've recently started a dream journal. And so when I go to sleep, when I'm falling asleep, I set this intention that when I wake up, I'll remember. Because I really think we get so busy in our days that we're not open to the messages around us so at night when we're quiet and down and allow this opening that's when the messages come in so no I'm absolute sucker for dreams I really think they're sort of like our intuition that kind of inner warning system so yeah dreams all the way (laughs) wonderful wonderful that's exactly what I want to hear thank you so much second quick question astrology hugely popular right now um, as a self-help, psychological self-help tool. Um, what is your sun sign, if you don't mind sharing? And are you true to your sign? 
So what's sun sign? Is that like what I've... Sun sign, well, you know, what you read in the, the, the horoscopes, you know, if you go to a paper and, you, you know, you know, are you an Aries, a Pisces, a Scorpio, a Libra, you know? What yeah, you yeah, no, because I've always known it's star sign. Now, I'm a bit of a wonky donkey, so... <laughs> You're a cusp? Are you a cusp? I'm a cusp. I am a cusp. Uh, yes. <laughs> Yes, well, that's great because you've got you've got both signs to mull over and get their positive traits and and try and learn from the challenges of each sign. So, what are you a cusp between? So, I'm born on the twenty fourth of November. So, I'm a little bit Scorpio, but they say I'm Sagittarius. But I actually relate more to the Scorpio. That sort of feisty sting in the tail. Yeah, and right to the heart of the matter. Sagittarius is the visionary, the archer, shooting their visions out and all their arrows in the hope of hitting the target. So that I think that's very you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And then final my final question is the twelve days of Christmas, which people who are listening to this season of White Shores will now be thoroughly fed up with because I'm asking every single guest to tell me about the 12 days of Christmas or spirit, as this is a non-religious podcast uh, for spiritual people, um, not, not necessarily religious. Um, um, but the 12 days of Christmas, we hear of every year, we, we especially around December time, we hear, my true love gave to me partridge in a pear tree, two turtle doves, three French hens, four calling birds, five gold rings, six geese are laying, seven swans are swimming, eight maids are milking, nine ladies dancing, ten lords are leaping, eleven pipers piping, twelve drummers drumming. Of those symbols, because they are symbols, aren't they? They yeah. must mean them. Which of those twelve speaks to you, or would you like your true love to give to you on a Christmas morn? And why? I'd quite like my husband to give me another cockapoo dog. Um, <laughs> no dogs there. It's very much, you know, birds, isn't it? It's, it's, it we're going towards the, the birds. Things yes. Yeah, well, I'm vegetarian, so I don't really care for him giving me a okay, turkey. Okay. So, so birds. So yeah. So he could give me a cockapoo dog. We have got one mad mutt, um, <laughs> but he could give me another. Maybe... Um, I'd like you to commit to one of these 12 days, though. Yeah. I'd like you to commit for the gift. So if you want to get rid of the birdies, we're just left then with the drummers, the pipers, the lords, the ladies, the maids, and the rings. I'm going to go for the rings. <laughs> Another ring. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. I'm asking all my guests. Yeah, no, I'm going to go for the ring. Um, one, because I've been asking for many years now, because it's probably an eternity, for an eternity ring, which I would still love. Um, I'm so going <laughs> to tag him in this show, because I would love... A nice emerald eternity ring. Um, <laughs> but I love the gold rings. And my favourite shape is actually a circle, which is probably a really bizarre fact for the listener. I can only apologise. But I do no. love a circle. Circle of life. We <laughs> yeah, exactly. Continuum. There's no ending, no beginning. It's just a continuum. So I'm going to go for the gold rings. Okay. And it's in line, of course, with White Shores, with its love of Lord of the Rings. So thank you for that. I really appreciate it. And <laughs> Listeners out there, if you can tell me what that song means and why we sing it, I'd love your thoughts because it is, it's like a song that's stuck in my head now and I want to know the history and what these symbols mean, if anything at all. Okay, thank you so much, Shelley, for indulging me there. And I truly, truly appreciate you and all that you do and, and the message of comfort and inspiration and awakening that you bring and it's much much needed in these troubled times so thank you so much Shelley 
Oh, thank you. I was talking about, I think about the circle, the circle of life, and yours was my first ever spiritual book I bought 15 years ago. So I feel I've come full circle being here today. So thank you. Oh, that means the world. Thank you very much. Um, and I'm in awe of you and, and all that you do. Thank you. Thank you from my heart and soul for being here and walking beside me in spirit on white shores. Sensitive, kind, compassionate souls like you who see beyond the material are needed more than ever today to help this earth heal and evolve. If you have any questions, stories or insights to share, I absolutely love hearing from you and aim to reply to everyone in due course. My website is www.theresachung.com. My contact email is angeltalk710 at aol.com. And you can message me via my Instagram handle, the Teresa Chung, as well as my Facebook and Twitter author pages. Until we meet again on these white shores, keep being amazing spiritual you, sending my eternal love and gratitude. <laughs>